Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, so the question that we started with, let's let's come let's back to this back question. Let's get back to that. Let's get back to where um, we started. How how the church spins human interaction into a uh, confrontational event? Yeah. So it's very much us and them yes that, that was a big thing for me yeah the, the, in... it, sorry <laughs> <laughs> so it, in 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 my di- in my in the, my church dynamics we were very much teaching like oh love and acceptance and bring everyone into the fold but they were also behaving like we were some kind of elite club so it was us yes. and them yes um there was a church uh, there was a common saying in our church that they were claiming to talk against but really they were just always inform- informing was the us for uh us for no more and it was like the the four and there's like these like the four no more like the four walls of the church and just us people yeah they were always like we can't be us for no more but that's how they behaved you know such a cult. it was Christ. such a cult so it there, and there was that that like 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 you said the binaries where it was you know, Satan and, 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 and Jesus. And mm-hmm. there was, you know, good and bad. There was us and them. There were people going to heaven and there were people going to hell. It was and nothing in between, and nothing <laughs> in between. And everything was, like you said, everything was a confrontation. Everything yeah. was a try to get them saved. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Mormonism is very similar. And I feel like this is kind of a tactic that, that, keeps people in because it just it uses fear like it attaches fear to other people so Mm -hmm. what mormonism did was it very much played on that us versus them like the othering of we called them non-members um non-members fucking culty like the more i talk about mormonism it's like how do you not see this cult anyway um so the othering that that we did so they spun all non-members every single person that was not mormon as dangerous but that also kind of spun every single mormon as safe which both are not true like there are there are members that are unsafe there are non-members that are safe Mm -hmm. um but we weren't told that because then we especially as kids 
uh, strangers were not safe, period. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know, whatever. Um, but anyone that wasn't Mormon was extra not safe. And so that kind of attached a fear that therefore it just, I don't know, it, it, it removed a lot of the humanity that allowed other people. Like, they are not a human anymore. They are simply not a Mormon. Yeah, that, oh. And so that, like, causes so much confrontation. It causes so much aggression or this, like, you're already against me, so I have to fight you. When, like, that might not have necessarily been even a reality. Yeah. That, the the concept that you mentioned about, like, they're not human, they're a non-member, that was something I didn't start actually learning compassion until I got out of the church. So we just viewed people as people that had Jesus and people that didn't. Simply. Simply. That was it. And if you didn't have Jesus, you were being rebellious. Cause, so we were taught, oh, oh this is a good Let one. Let it out. I'm Let it just out. like remembering <laughs> this. We were taught that every single human alive. So we are all made in the image of Jesus. We are all created by Jesus. So every single human alive on this planet has an inherent uh, pulling to come to God, to come to Jesus. Interesting. Every human alive has that constant pull. So if you were not going to church following Jesus, being a Christian, then you were in constant active rebellion Wait, against that. Hold on. Let me just, let me wrap my head around this. Cause I'm like, yes. this is kind of like a whole other level that Let's Mormonism didn't like, didn't really spin it this deeply, but similar to a, a, a perspective that these narrow-minded folks mm-hmm. like to spin is that, um, fuck, I just, oh, um, that were born naturally toward monogamy or were born naturally toward one gender <laughs> or the other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and so it's this like, but but now we're also born with this like natural gravitational affinity toward oh, following the towards word. Christian, towards being a Christian, that towards religion. God. Yes, Pentecostal, fuck? like Christianity specifically. So, so if you are not, if you are not following that religion, then, mm-hmm. then you are going against your natural yes. nature. Yes. And it was like, what? it was like eating, breathing, come to God. Like you are, it's like, it was, it was compared to like you, resisting water or resisting food intentionally like it is a natural wow it is how humans are that's kind of mind-bending yeah like the those lot like they are lies okay those are lies that's yeah, it's, it's a lie true. it's a lie um that's someone's truth but that is not the truth of yes. all people and and it's mind-blowing that it just that's that's kind of, I don't know I'm a little floored. Oh yeah, it's 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 overwhelming for sure. Bec- it, it, and in in relation to I mean it's a little overwhelming for me because I kind of had forgotten about it that that intense thing. But in relation to the othering mm-hmm. and the us and them, there was this underlying unspoken like, well, yeah, sure, yeah, 
you had a rough life and it's hard to follow Jesus because you can't give up the bottle or <laughs> the or the cigarettes because bottle like drinking and cigarettes were besides homosexuality were like the worst things people did. I have it is so odd to me how focused we were on when we were talking about when they would preach about coming back to Jesus. It was always like coming to Jesus and giving up you know, the drugs and alcohol and cigarettes. Yeah. Like those were the only, like that, that was the unholy Trinity. It was so weird. But, um, but that like, it was that like, yeah, sure. We like, you know, you need to come to Jesus and we have compassion for you because you're struggling, but everyone has that inherent pull to God. So really you're just resisting. If you would just stop resisting, you would naturally flow to Jesus. So there was always, there was already that like unspoken, uh, like, like, well, it's, I mean, it's kind of your fault anyway. Right. You're actively resisting this. So if you would just stop actively resisting this, you could just flow right into it like the rest of us. So so they also hijacked the really pure idea of surrender, like yes. a safe yes. surrender. They hijacked that, that if you mm-hmm. just surrender to this tide of bullshit, Sur- you'll be safe. Yes. Surrendering was an active decision to follow these rules. So there was no, like, you were surrendering to Jesus, the inher- the the natural draw you have to God. There is no autonomy then, in that. No, there was no autonomy in that. There was That's why we were kind of talking about this earlier. That's why I have a really hard time. I, I'm realizing, I'm starting to realize that people taking away my agency, even by, uh, even by, like, I think oh. a, a really silly example I used was, like, was, like, saying like oh i love mustard with corn dogs i'm so sorry that's ridiculous like yeah i love mustard with corn dogs i know it's weird taking away that agency for me to be like well it's not weird i also love mustard with corn dogs but just fyi i do love mustard with the corn dogs when i was allowed to eat them because i can't because i can't have doesn't matter there are gluten-free corn dogs i know so oh know. trust me i know <laughs> they <laughs> I are know. expensive though but they're um, expensive and they are delicious they're so anyways good. so that 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 so taking away my agency to enjoy or feel or 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 to be to allow to to um have my own opinions is very triggering for me because that's mm. how I grew up in interesting so yeah so someone's saying oh i know that's so weird i'm like don't tell me don't if you think it's weird then i have to think it's weird because that's that's how i'm i you know that's the the environment does that make sense because it's, you were you were raised to yield you were raised yield. to yes. okay you must be right you know mm-hmm. that like oh i'm wrong oh i'm wrong yeah oh it's me oh yeah it's I've, me like that yeah. is that is the pattern that is yes. the formula that you found safety in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's the thing about safety is like what was once told was safe now that you have a different perspective that is not safe but that doesn't mean that your body knows any different like yes. your body's been going on on autopilot because that has been survival yeah because there hasn't been an opportunity to stop and question what you're doing and now that you do have an opportunity to stop and question mm-hmm. like the patterns that you're cycling in it, it it's it's unsettling and yes. and it it almost gives you more opportunity to give yourself shit because now that you know better, you quote unquote should be doing different or you should be whatever. And, and to build on that, I'm not a trained, you know, 
or educated psychologist or therapist or, and I don't claim to know exactly how the brain works, but to my limited knowledge, how it feels is, you know, PTSD is, is the, your fight, like, like baseline, really watered down explanation. PTSD is your trauma response, your fight or flight response to danger, which is built into you to keep you safe and to keep you away from danger. And it gives you that adrenaline rush and you become focused and you can assess dangers better to get away from them. That's what PTSD, that's, so that's what your fight or flight response is. It's your natural ability to keep you safe. PTSD is basically that being triggered so many times that it's yep. broken. Yep. And so for me, being trained that this this specific thing, ABC is safe, but then being at race in that environment. So my, my fight or flight response to keep me safe is constantly being triggered yep. while at the same time I'm being told that A, B, and C is safe. So when I come out of that environment, I'm still being triggered and I'm having to now learn that X, Y, and Z is actually safe and ABC is very dangerous, but my fight yeah. or flight response is telling me that like, no, you have to be safe and that ABC is safety, ABC is safety. So now I'm like dealing with the PTSD, I'm dealing with the, 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 the overwhelming desire to try and be safe and to avoid danger, mm -hmm. but what safety actually is looks like danger. So I'm not just, trying to be safe i'm also trying to retrain my brain to what safety is i feel like what you just described is a really good way of um elaborating on a split self that there is a part of you that that knows where real like true safety is but that there is a shattered part of yourself that yes has been left in that trauma knowledge you know yes. or has been has been has found so much safety in that yes. and so they can't leave it yes exactly um, oh absolutely like i don't want to interrupt but i just had a, yes, a metaphor i yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know i have a uh another like um therapy session story of a new part yes, I love that, that i met but i want so i i have a story but i want you so to this keep metaphor that yours. i was thinking about that is that like if you've been if you as a child you were locked away in in, in an area, a room, or a cell, just metaphorically speaking. Isolated. Yeah, if you were isolated. If you lived your entire life in this cell, and, and in this cell that you were locked in, food showed up, and you weren't actually abused or, or hurt mm -hmm. or, or, what, or whatever, whatever your specific brand of trauma was. Mm -hmm. You were not actually safe in that cell because that's your prison that's keeping you related to Refined. and next to your trauma. Yeah, but yeah what you grew to believe is that the trauma didn't happen in that cell and you also gained life sustaining um uh like, like needs think needs, needs in were that cell yeah so when you escape this is what i think a concept that so many people myself included did not quite understand about trauma and being raised in a cult specifically is that when that door is finally opened and you escape from the cell you are now free from everything, but your brain is saying, no one's going to bring you food out here. And out here is really close to where all the trauma happened because the only place that you have in your brain mm. that trauma didn't happen is in that cell. Yeah. And the only place you got food for 
the, for this metaphor, was in that cell. Mm-hmm. So you are now constantly trying to retrain your brain to believe that food actually exists outside of that cell as well as the fact that trauma doesn't have to happen outside of that cell. You are very much touching on what I have been like running into, like problems that I have been running into because this idea that like that cell was self-care, like for Mm -hmm. in that scenario, yes, being in that cell was your safe place. Yes. And, and so this like knowledge that that cell was actually trauma as well, as well, Mm -hmm. then even the places that you had that were comforting to you, even what you thought was safety, even that's gone now. Mm -hmm. So like really where, like where else can you go? What else? Being, uh, figuratively, yes. like where else can you go to soothe yourself? Where else yep. can you go mentally mm-hmm. to be safe? People with that level of trauma, often freedom is traumatic. And that breaks my heart. It's devastating. It is yes. so incredibly sad. But that's where that's where community comes in. And it's, again, it's not that easy. It's not this simple, but, and that's why it's so crucial that especially folks that leave such a culty, like the cell in in this, like a, a child being locked in a room, for example, an adult being locked in a cult. Like that cell yeah, that, is that's your what the community. Metaphor was for yes, me. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that cell was your community and it's now gone Mm -hmm. and it is crucial that a community is there for you when you are exiting such a community that has had such conditional elements of you receiving your needs being met and that's why those first few moments which can look like days months or years in reality those first few moments of escaping that cell are so crucial to find that community and for us to be open to people that are coming into our community because if you can't find safety outside of the cell you're going to go back yeah yeah because it's the only place you know or you are going to go somewhere darker or worse or you're going to find another cell that looks different and but it's still a cell exactly and i feel like it's really um, it's really important, especially when looking for another purpose. I th- I think it's really important to, before you go searching outside of yourself, to really search inside of yourself for what you want, what you are looking for. Because if you, if you don't know what you're looking for and you're just looking for belonging, you could get, like you were saying, you could get swept up into something else. I mean, I'm thinking you could get swept into something else that seems yeah. very inviting and oh, very yeah. unconditionally accepting. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, there's just, yes. there's a, there's, you, you got to have a little bit more protection in such a vulnerable state. And it's hard to find that, especially if you don't know what you're looking for or even what you're missing. Exactly. I mean, you're dealing with the fact that you didn't even know you were in a cell. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you walk outside and you're like, that's a cell. What's a cell? Oh, a cell is prison. Oh, prison is bad. 
what? I don't understand those concepts. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I, I, I joke about this about I don't, I've never I didn't watch it because it was really triggering at the time, honestly. But the incredible Kimmy Schmidt. Have you seen that? Oh, my God. Where yeah. she walks out that first episode where she walks out of the bunker and she didn't even know what life was like. She didn't even know phones, cell phones existed or modern anything. I genuinely felt like that when I was coming out of the church. I was like, I didn't I didn't know like I'm not exaggerating when I say that I thought that that lesbians were like a like a small percentage of the gay community because gay was mostly just between two cis men. Like <laughs> I thought lesbians were like, well, okay, well maybe one or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that trans people existed. I didn't know that non-binary people existed. Yeah. I didn't know there was a different sexuality than gay. Like it was, I didn't know anything else existed outside of that, you know? And you know, if you're if you're in a place where you can laugh at your trauma being in a cult, if you can laugh at it, I highly recommend Kimmy Schmidt. If yes. it's not quite funny to you yet, it won't be funny. It will just be yes. triggering. I it want will to make watch, you yes. mad. I want to watch it now because I can laugh. At that time, I wasn't able to laugh yet. Yeah, so. just a little example that I just find so fucking funny. The whole show, at least I didn't watch the last few seasons. I don't even know how many there are now. But in the first few seasons, she says... Instead of God and Jesus, she says gosh and jeepers <laughs> because she just can't, can't say God say and Jesus. I know. I get it. I <laughs> so get it. it's like those little things. Like it's just it's funny if it's funny. Yes, it, totally. And and yeah. Yep. Um, you had a story. You I had to a, tell story. a story. Yes. If you have time and space I, for a story. I have the time. I have the space. Please. Full <sighs> consent. Please tell me your story. Okay. So if you're just joining us and you have no idea who I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you couldn't see, but I did an imaginary hair flip. Um, I am working with a therapist who does a lot of parts work. So that's like basically personifying the different perspectives that we have in all of us. We all have different voices that come into our mind. Um, if And for me, there are like a lot of different I mean, it's just it's just a different way to interact with myself is how I see it. Um, so in these therapy sessions, basically what happens, not all of them, but a recent one is um, we'll do some like grounding exercises and I'll close my eyes. And it's basically a guided meditation to have an interaction with one of these parts. Mm -hmm. And recently I met I met my shame part. Ooh. I interacted with my shame. Um, that sounds intense. I'm already getting emotional, I, so bear with me. But I'm not surprised. It um, so there was just like I was at a breaking point where I was like, "Look, I know they're not ready to be seen, but like we've got to we've got to make contact." Um, because they're running a fucking muck. Um, mm -hmm. and so I learned though, ultimately that they are, they were human. There is a humanity to this part, but they are very much. A robot like um and it's kind of funny so so we call it the shame bot mm -hmm. it's a shame bot because shame bot. it it can like <sighs> okay getting nerdy on marvel it's like the green goblin where he's yes. always watching and but only when he's active will he start throwing shit back at you yeah. like then he'll start picking apart the things that you did that you felt good about in those moments but 
the shame bot is now like taking in that input and processing and making shame. Mm -hmm. um, and something about shame is that it is not, it doesn't come from inside of ourselves. Shame is planted, like it is a seed yes. that comes from an external situation, whether it be a parent, a friend. I mean, like you were saying, a, a simple, not so simple shame situation is yep. saying that it was weird to put whatever uh mustard on a hot whatever mustard on a hot dog mustard on a hot wiener yes um <laughs> the name of my autobiography hell yeah mustard on a hot wiener <laughs> and it's not shameful in parentheses <laughs> but so we all like, like mustard we all like wieners so let's just make a book out of it there you go um so there's this like there's this element to to this shame bot is always there it's always observing um and and so this interaction with this with this mechanical figure is it's very computer like but in being i don't know in artificial intelligence the thing about them is that they don't want to think that they have been made that they have been yeah. programmed they think that they no, that I don't know. That they're sentient, <laughs> that, that, that they're uh, independent, that they're yeah. This is so sci-fi. Um, I love it. I love sci-fi. So. so, so this artificial intelligence, they they just think that they are, that they are, and that the knowledge that they have is in infallible. Yes. Yes. And so, in this like computer robotic shame cycle, where it's like anything can produce shame, anything can be like packed with shame from this bot and and it i don't i don't know i feel like i lost my train of thought like it's not really much of a story as i thought it was but I'm, just how I'm, I'm enjoying it i'm with it i'm there it was i don't know it was just like really it was a very vulnerable moment that that we had where i couldn't really see them i'm oh so so my eyes are closed and i i'm like kind of visualizing all of this but as i was talking to them i couldn't see them and and it wasn't even that they were really talking it's that they were talking through me <laughs> I don't know. yes 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 um yes. but it just kind of like uh, in the moment that that they felt scene they instantly shut down they instantly stopped talking hmm. they instantly recoiled like they were communicating but then as soon as i like made that visual on them they like hunkered down and like i don't know they went under a sheet it yeah. was kind of funny like but but there's something to this like cleanness of this input and then this output, like that's a very clean formula. Yes. And if you think about electronics, they need to be kept clean. Like mm -hmm. they can't really be around nature, which is air, earth, water, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so this robot part was was in a little, like a black Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And because they just, they needed to be clean. They needed, and they don't, they don't really understand that shame didn't come from them. Yeah. They don't really understand that they have been made, that they have been programmed with 
uneducated information with not the full picture, but they don't want to hear no, of course not. that, you know, they just, they, they exist inherently. And in like you said, they're infallible. Yeah. And, and it's, this is a storytelling podcast. Sure. It's, it's whatever we want it to be. Honestly, it's psychedelics are what is helping reprogram this, this stubborn yes. ass part. And, you know, a lot of it, it has to do with the like physical wiring of my brain where the, the longer I've thought of something, shame, the, the harder it is to break out of. Absolutely. And I am very privileged that I can take psychedelics. I just want to throw that out there that not, and you know, there's a lot about psychedelics. I don't know. Uh, can we talk about psychedelics actually? I don't, whatever we have disclaimers we, <laughs> um, we have disclaimers for a reason um long story short i don't want to get too too much more deep into that but long story short there it's a it's a it's important in untangling these deep um narratives that we have been told such as every single person is dangerous that isn't a member or isn't this or that yep. like these things that we have been told it's it's a, a physical thing to unlearn them. It is a physical, like, active, present act. Yes. In one hundred percent in changing these things. Um, mm -hmm. That's yeah. And one of the benefits of of uh, plant medicine, as Mormons mm -hmm. um, and mushrooms call it, which I love. Yeah. Is that so? We have part of the programming that we have that tries to keep us safe is is that we have put up a lot of barriers in between our, like our needs and who we are, our authenticity, all these things. Put, we've put so many barriers to keep us safe. And for new ideas, new pathways to be paved in our brain, for new ideals, for new uh, uh, healthy habits to be set up, we have to bring down those barriers. And sometimes mm -hmm. the only way to bring down those barriers are with some kind of outside influence. Yeah. Um, I know that like, I'm not by any means encouraging this method because this is also a slippery slope, but this is something that works for me occasionally. Psychedelic psychedelics are really hard for me because as the, it, the, it, it, as soon as I feel like I'm out of control or whatever, I start to panic. So it, mm -hmm. it ends up giving mm -hmm. me panic attacks. Sorry, allergies. It's um, okay. But, something that has that I've done in the past, it's not a practice I normally have, but it it just has happened is that like after I've had like a drink or two and I, my inhibitions are gone. A lot of those, those, those walls that, that, that hypervigilance, that just terror of everything mm -hmm. is just a, subsided a little bit. And then I have these really in-depth conversations about identities or sexuality or queerness or healing or whatever. It's like there's not all of those walls in between my heart, my the seed of mm -hmm. my emotions, you know, uh, whatever it represents that yeah. for you. There's not all those barriers in between. It gets to penetrate that inner self. And you have those f a few moments of like have, you can get a lot of you know, good information and good feelings and good, you know, like, like mm -hmm. information uh, practices into that, like the really, the inter, the inner core of yourself before the walls go back up. Yes. You know? Yes. Ultimately. So, so what I'm getting is what, whether it be psychedelics or 
a substance or breath work. Find yes. something that reduces the inflammation of your trauma. Yeah, that because brings there those is, walls down. There is no, you cannot expect yourself to heal if you are still being inflamed. And inflamed is translated into being triggered or yeah. feeling unsafe or um, being unable to talk about what you're, ha like what you're going through, whether it be you're still in it or you're not mm -hmm. in it physically but you're emotionally still in it like all of these things you need like you need things and it's crucial like it's crucial yeah it absolutely is and and no matter how good the advice or whatever anybody's telling you, you know how no matter how amazing they're screaming it at you you know they're screaming at you and know how how right they are how good it is or how um incredible that information is if they're yelling to you through four walls, you're not going to hear it. You know, if you've got all of these barriers up in front of you, it doesn't matter how how amazing the the help and assistance is outside of those walls, it's not getting through. But there's that that checking in with consent. Are you able to hear the advice that I'm mm. giving you? Are you yeah. able to I don't know, because yes, if if you're sitting in this room with like four layers deep, like you, there is a role in getting out of that room as much as there is in getting someone out of that room. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not all on one person. No, it's not all not. on one side even, but there, and I feel like that's where I was getting at is like, just like imagine a version that, that, Imagine a reality where there isn't shame attached to what you need to do oh. to help yourself feel better. Yes. You know, like that's that's what I was trying to get at is yes, like whatever yes, yes. you need to do to reduce the inflammation of your trauma safely, safely, safely do it. And like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But like, try, try if you can to like We're, remove a little yes. bit of the shame because it's incredible, especially with just yourself, like even like start with drinking water start yeah. with taking care of yourself by drinking yes. water and see what happens to that shame that you yes. have packed around taking care of yourself see how different you feel and grow from that yes if that and mm -hmm. and if that means like eating a little better or like stretching your walk. body whatever yeah. whatever i'm not telling you to do anything i'm not i'm not I, trying you, to like put your more points on. getting across <laughs> but like, i'm hearing it i'm hearing it I, thank you thank you um the there's it's so easy like cruelty is so easy to to do especially to ourselves mm -hmm. because we know ourselves so well yeah and so the only like if you're on this path of healing and growth then do yourself a favor and um, n um, <laughs> just do something for yourself. <laughs> so one of the uh, uh, thought that I had while you were talking is yeah. one of the, when I was a hairstylist, I was a hairstylist for 15 years, and um, I would get a lot of people that actually asked me for advice mm -hmm. or had big decisions that they were up against and needed a perspective. And they would, you know, as we all do, in so many situations, you know, find themselves stuck between two big decisions. Do I want to take this job? Do I want yeah. to take that job? Do I want to like stay here and go to school? Do I want to move out of the area and go to school? Do mm -hmm. I want to like take over my family business or like do I want to go off and live? Yeah. Yeah. And I would always say the same thing to them. If, if there were no consequences 
for your decision or if your family wasn't a factor if you know whatever it was the thing that was holding them if if there if if you knew that i don't know how to word it cuz not consequences but like if no one else was part of this decision process mm-hmm. and it was just whatever you wanted with nothing no no strings attached no strings attached what decision would you make and almost every time it would be like oh well, i'd do this if i didn't like, like if it was if i knew that everything was going to be fine or if i knew that you know this every, you know there if this wasn't a factor i would yeah. do that no questions asked and i said then that's your decision like you cannot like the amount then make it happen the amount of times that we make decisions based on other people's opinions of ourselves how many times do we make a decision where it's like what is that extra factor oh you're for me this would be like your dad or mm-hmm. is it like a partner is it a job is it an expectation is it a church is it a family member is it a like what is that thing that's like, you check it. plus that uh-huh. equals decision take that other thing out of the equation and where what would the answer be yeah and then go do that like because that's at the end of the day that's what you have to live with yeah you actually have to live with your decision your whoever else is in that equation doesn't have to live with your decision it may in fact affect them indirectly but like at the end of the day it's you who has to live your life you know yes and and for that other person i mean whatever um that other person yes. in that equation that doesn't mean that that person making the decision has any right to shit on or step on no, not at all. the other people to get to that point. You no. know what I mean? Yes. Like there is, there has to be a consideration for everyone around you. There just has to be. I mean, in my opinion, how I choose to be living my life, I have to consider other people because this world is is operating under the mindset yeah. that considering others is a weakness. Yeah. And I simply don't believe that shit. I don't. Yes. No, no. I, and the point that I'm making is not. I didn't think you were making that point. Just to be clear. No. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Because the because but just to clarify, when it, it it's decisions that are like it's usually like well, I'd go to school down south, but my dad wants me to take over the business. Oh, I it's those see. Those kinds of things. Yeah. Like I would yeah. move out of the state to go to school, but but my mom wants me to stay close so I sh- to go to church. Uh, but my but my this wants yeah. that, but that wants this but this or that you know like yeah oh i would go to sc- i would go back to school but i'm making so much money and so it was like decisions that it was like well if that wasn't a factor what would you do oh, i'd do that i would do this i'd go back to school immediately yeah yeah i'd take that job immediately i'd move across the state immediately then do that do yeah. that you have like then that's what your gut is telling you that is what your the, life path is telling path, you yeah. like if the if if the other thing in the equation is expectations it's not worth it yeah because yeah. because expectations are expectations really end up boiling down to manipulation and that is a whole different fucking podcast you know i i feel like i have a phrase to sum this up a yes. little bit um yes i got it from the podcast mormons on mushrooms okay um uh <laughs> your fuck yeses are only as worth your fuck no's so if you're not saying a full fuck yes uh-huh then you're not saying a full fuck no either you know what I mean? Huh, like interesting. Okay. 
And that's I not like just, that. I don't know. That's not like discounting the like maybes or like. <laughs> no, totally. But the, the, in this life, the, the ability to like make a firm decision is very hard. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all, a lot of this to me comes down to just a lack of empowerment. Like they, oh, people absolutely. don't feel empowered that they can make these decisions. Like I'm imagining the child that wants to go to school elsewhere than their parents do. Mm -hmm. You aren't, that child is not empowered to make that decision, understanding that they will still have their parents love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that if they don't if they lose their parents love they never actually had it exactly you know those kinds of things exactly and so it's that like there needs to be more empowerment in making those decisions yes. in in it's so scary to be heard that fuck yes is terrifying to make yeah. that sound but how like resounding will yeah. it be if other people hear that fuck yes, yes. because then they're like oh that person said that, so I can say that. And I bet yeah. that felt really good. So yes, it, it's a it's a ripple effect. It's yeah. not, it's not, and like another level is like, it's your fucking life. It's like, your life, yes. I'm not trying to be morbid, but your parents aren't gonna be around forever. You are not Even gonna be around forever. Even your partner isn't like, gonna be yeah, around forever. Yeah, you have to live your life. You have to, you have to be the center stage of your life. And that, that, includes other people that includes consideration of other people yes if it does well, i mean make your priorities and go from there i guess is well, where i'm at <laughs> and the difference like understanding the difference between making decisions in relation to the to other people and it's not always the same as an opposition to it, so you know what i'm saying so yes. like so like i'm making a decision to go to school out of state because that's what i wanted to do in relation to your parents being disappointed, you are making that decision in relation to them. But the fact that they are disappointed does not mean you made it in opposition to them. That's control and manipulation. Yes. yes. That, that, that mindset is them trying to control and manipulate you. You actually just made it in relation to them because we all affect each other. We all are connected. That's how it. That's how society works. That's how humanity life works. Yes. In that situation, if the the child were to explain that I am making this decision, but that I also still love you parents mm -hmm. and the parents still respond with get out of the house, you know, like that again, it's like knowing your boundaries. It's knowing yes what you are. I mean, it's not all this easy, but it's like it's knowing not, what you're yes. worth. You Just the fact worth that it's the truth does not mean it make it easy. Yes. You know? Yes. And it's, it's so easy to um like attach a reality to to differing opinions or that because going to this school means um that or because yeah. i am living this way it means this about me yeah um it's so easy to make connections and it, it kind of goes back to labeling, I think, which is a little mm -hmm. bit more of a rabbit hole, <laughs> but it does. Uh, no, no, no. Everything is, but yeah, I want to make does, a... it does tie into what we were talking about with the confrontation that yeah. like, and then everything, like yes. every decision that you are making is in opposition to everything else around yes. you, which isn't true. It's like not that, true. It doesn't exactly. have to be true, I guess. Well, and also 
the 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 understanding that okay, you make this decision to go to school out of state in relation to your parents because you know they'll, they that's not what they want. So you approach them. You're making that decision in relation to them. You approach them and you tell them that you're going to school out of state, and they say, like you said, "Well, get out of the fucking house." Yeah. Like blah blah blah. That reaction did not change the fact that you made that decision in a relation. That did not change it to you making it in opposition. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like sometimes we think we're making a decision in relation to someone and then they have a negative reaction and then we think that means we made it and now now we are in opposition to them. No. Or that it's the wrong decision. Or that it's the wrong, that's what. That's the point I'm making. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That like their reaction changed it from a good to a bad decision. No. They are, uh. you are not responsible for other people's emotions. Oh, I okay. You know what I'm saying? You're talking straight to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you are like we are, you like if the fact that you make a decision that's good for you and someone has a negative reaction to it because it feels bad for them does not change the fact that that decision is good for you. <laughs> and that is a concept that's very very difficult to understand comprehend and accept especially if you have a religious background because we all are we are raised to believe that everything that 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 it goes back to the hierarchy it goes back to like what you said that that we are taught that everything is an opposition there's a heaven there's a hell you're going you're going in one direction or the other you're doing right or you're doing wrong you're doing good or you're doing evil and there's nothing in between and that's not true that's not reality Yeah. yeah because what do we base that on other people's reactions to our decisions yeah. So many times. Do you want to listen to a song? <sighs> Let's listen to a song. Let's listen to a song um, we can listen to. Yeah, we'll be back for something. For a tarot um, card reading? I have deep something. Dive? Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll great. figure out something. We'll be back. We'll be back. Welcome back, folks. <laughs> you belong. You belong here. You belong everywhere. You always belong. You know what's fucking funny? Okay, so. It's fucking funny. Um, so we did, over the break, I pulled a card. Um. So I'm just going to like rapid fire this. So this yeah. deck that I have, I um it's a Native American um it's called Med- Medicine Cards. It is um wisdom from Native American wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um uh to I I did another reading um last time we were here um and I just want to clarify that it is written by and sourced from Native American folks. So it is made from produced Con, like consensually from these folks um and, and so it it is um it is for everyone like they are offering this wisdom for us to consume we're sharing it we're not uh, like appropriating I, no yeah. yes yes I, I i am not claiming that these are my wisdoms mm-hmm. these are wisdoms from other cultures that i do not have any sort of community in so anyway jesus what was what i'm getting at what card i pulled is the wolf which is funny that we're talking about you belong because wolves are very like social community based creatures Mm -hmm. so it's hella long so i'm just gonna skim some parts that called out to me um but uh so wolf is a pathfinder they are the forerunner of new ideas um and uh okay so As humans, we have an ability to be part of a society and yet still embody our individual dreams and ideas. Um, 
there's a lot to be said about the stars and how and like where dogs came from. Um, baying at the moon may be an indication of Wolf's desire to connect with new ideas, which are just below the surface of consciousness, because the moon is a symbol for psychic energy or unconsciousness that holds the secret of knowing and wisdom. Um, so if you have drawn Wolf, um, you may be able to share your personal medicine with others. Um, you may wish to share your knowledge by writing or lecturing on information that will help others better understand the uniqueness or path of life. It is in sharing, it is in the sharing of great truths that the consciousness of humanity will attain new heights, which I love. Um, yeah. Looking or look for teachings no matter where you are. That's a really incredible lesson in this is um in the is that um you can find something to learn in every situation. Absolutely every situation. You can even learn something from this podcast as hard to believe as that is. <laughs> so many things to learn. <laughs> well we are yeah. Thank you for reading that. That, th that was uh, yeah i amazing hope it resonated with you oh it absolutely i know it resonated with me yeah um and we are at the end of our time and we want to remind you about uh the fact that we this does become a podcast you can find us on spotify google apple podbean at it's our turn queers and cults it, it's our turn queers and cults for the podcast you can find us on social media on instagram at it's our turn pod you can email us at itsourturnpod at gmail.com if you have questions, comments. Um, uh, uh, Be gentle and compassionate. Yes. We will only listen to things we want to because that is our prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have yeah. suggestions or comments or like uh, topics you want to hear about, please uh, reach out to us, DM us, or yes. um, email us. <laughs> uh, next week's going to be a little bit different. Um, I will actually be participating in a drag show that's happening. A very COVID-safe, very, like, like... Safety top priority COVID safe drag show. I would like to hell yeah like uh explicitly clarify. Yeah, maybe we can add a little plug on uh, our social media play yes. page. Yes, oh, or something we absolutely. Like that. That's a really good idea. I'm sorry, I haven't done that yet. That's I should okay. have done it already. So it'll be a little bit different. I I'm going to do my best to be here for the first hour, but regardless, Emerson will be here the whole time playing music and talking to you. Yeah, personal conversation with just Emerson. I love it. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> we'll be um, consenting into you listening to me talk the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I may stop by. I may stop by here and you know put on some of my makeup while I talk. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? The but regardless, Emerson. And we'll be we'll be steering the boat. They'll be driving the car. They'll be they'll be making Sink the decisions. This battleship. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We love you. This Take has been care amazing. Of yourself. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining. Yeah. Yes. Drink some water. <laughs> Drink some water. <laughs>